everyone. Welcome to the pod. Uh, it's really good to uh, be doing it because we had a bit of a crisis last week. I wasn't here. I was uh, involved in a mid-air crisis. Trauma. Trauma, which was obviously quite fun. No, you can't have that. Go away. Pablo's just walked in. And I can tell Paul, while I've been away, has been feeding Pablo all over the house. I really haven't. Strictly told him not to do. Because every time I pick any food up anywhere, Pablo suddenly appears. I have not fed him, except in his dish. This is new behaviour, and I don't know where he's going from. Okay, okay. Anyway, so I was on the flight, and we were over... Actually, we were going up the eastern seaboard of the United States Have you seen the filthy fucking look that cat's giving me? Just ignore him. Sorry. He's listening to me. And uh, and right. suddenly they said that the, f- the engine number four, which is the outer one on the right-hand wing, as you uh, as you look forward in the aeroplane, um, had to be closed down because it would overheated. <laughs> no, actually, th- I didn't hear that, Paul, but I tell you what, I was upstairs quite close to the pilots, um, to, the, to the cockpit, mm. and I noticed um, comings and goings. Cockpit. I noticed comings and goings, sort of, sort of, um, slight the, anxiety. Yeah, the the uh, flight deck uh, and also the cabin crew were... just moving in a slightly unusual way. It was only in retrospect that I realised what was going on. Then the announcement came that we had a problem and that we got, we couldn't go over the Atlantic. We had to turn back, and this was good because in fact we were quite close to Orlando, which is a sort of uh, quite an active airport but a kind of shithole place in florida so we were about to land there and the american refused us permission to land uh-uh buddy uh i no. thought i wonder what that's about it well it relaxed me because i knew we weren't in an emergency then and i and actually if uh, a 747 can fly across the atlantic on two engines i think it can go quite a long way on one actually but uh, i wouldn't want to try that out but uh I, i'm pretty sure it can land on one but um, it can definitely go to the Atlantic on two. And as we were on three, I knew it was okay. But the reason they didn't let us land, it, it became clear. Was can you guess, they didn't. Listeners? Yeah, yeah. It was a plane from Jamaica, and we were about to land in America. And, of course, a lot of the people on there didn't have American visas. And the Americans just wouldn't go the extra, make the extra effort because they didn't want anyone without the right paperwork on their soil. They've just got a... They must have... You know, Paul, I noticed it straight away. I just thought that's what this is about. Yeah, I'd taken two Mogadon. I was absolutely completely out of it. Suddenly I was having to wake up, you know. But even I threw two Mogadon and whatever it was, five rums. I could see what was going on. And sure enough, a a, a Jamaican behind me said, you know, that's America for you. You know, it's an emergency. We could all crash and die, but just because we haven't got visas, they're not going to let us let you touch let down, you drop there. into the sea before they let you land. And I, yeah, exactly. And I did think about that, and I thought, well, what would happen? Which is what did happen is that we landed in Jamaica, and everyone was put into a hotel. Not me. I went back to my place, but but everyone was put in a hotel. And I did think, had that happened in Orlando, how many fewer people would there have been <laughs> on the second leg of the journey? Because yeah. the Jamaican does like to nip off when they find themselves in. And I don't think, and, and I don't think any Jamaican would dispute that or not be proud of that if I were Jamaican I'm a little bit Jamaican I am proud of that that if you give them an opportunity yeah. to skedaddle they're not stupid enough not to take it yeah I mean what else are they going to do like wait for wait years and now they're closing down all the opportunities yeah, for green them, card them file, it's called M-File which means you, you apply for to uh, reach uh, up uh, yeah, to, uh, yeah apply to, to, and the M-File and it can take 10 years you can be separated from each other for 10 years but I imagine this hotel would be on some in some kind of, you know, days in, 
on the outskirts of Orlando. And the, and the back of the hotel is like got sheets tied together. <laughs> As everyone bailed out. Running across the freeway. Scarpered into America, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, so we then had to get all the way back to Jamaica. And God, uh, that was the way I rang Paul and said there's a bit of a situation. I'm not going to be podding with you this morning. But I didn't panic. I just thought, you know, yeah, it's not, it's not good. We did miss a week. We're sorry about that. We have to apologise. But there were extenuating circumstances. Then they, then, so we had 24 hours back in, in Jamaica. And there's only one other thing to add to this. And that's when they then, when we then went back to the plane, it was, a, they obviously couldn't fix it. They had a bloke on a wobbly ladder, a Jamaican on a wobbly ladder with like one spanner. <laughs> tinkering around with that engine an adjustable bit. spanner from yeah. the Q. <laughs> yes, exactly. and he didn't manage to solve it so they brought in an, an extra in a new plane and the plane was completely uncated Paul <sighs> uh, yeah well that's what you would have thought I again I'd got so drunk and so out of it I didn't realise what the palaver was because everyone was like having a hullabaloo on the way in I didn't know what it was it was because they'd said you can have a little bit of money and you've got to buy your food before you get on board. I completely ignored all that, just piled on. And um, uh, then about, I kind of woke up after about four hours and normally you wake up and there's that like, there's that smell of um, airport, uh, airplane food mm. and like trash everywhere. You know, um, those stupid little trays and bits of plastic and knives and forks and napkins and glasses and plastic things. And there was none of it. And there was no trolley going up and down. There was no drinks. There was only water allowed on the plane. And I tell you, it made the flight so much more enjoyable. It was so <laughs> much you. nicer. Well, actually, I felt for all of us. I can speak for all of us. Ow, bang, bang, bang. But, um, uh, but uh, it was lot? really nice. It was much less litter, much less shit. And you didn't arrive bloated with that absolutely disgusting food. I, uh, I, uh, actually, I remember, I, I think I described it actually in Time to Go, watching a bloke eat his entire tray backwards, starting with the, you know, the blackcurrant tart. <laughs> And going through the cheese and, and then and ending up with the salad. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that in a restaurant. And I don't know why. It's not. But I've always wanted to go into a restaurant and have pudding uh, or coffee. So can we have coffees, actually, with a fancy coffee? Somewhere really nice as well, like Jay Sheiky somewhere. And it's actually, can we have the dessert menu? <laughs> Should we try that? And then go backwards through the Should menu. Should we try that? And, and end up with a starter. Yeah, end up with some oysters. Don't you think? A glass of champagne. Great. Yeah, no, I'd really like to try that. You see what the effect is. Yeah. Let's see what the effect is. See what happens. I know you don't like it, but Philip K. Dick wrote a book once called Counter Clock World, in which time runs backwards. You know, like the, 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 the old theory of the expanding universe is that eventually it will reach a point where it can't expand anymore and it will start to contract again. This is the theory of the big, the early theory of the big bands that the universe will start to contract. And when it contracts, in theory, time will run backwards. So in his book, the dead are arising from the grave all over the place and people don't like to be seen eating and because uh, everything's going backwards and eventually you have to go and find your mum. <laughs> oh God, what, and then, and then you squiddle into her? Yeah, go home and everything's going backwards and people are getting younger and younger all the time. Right, that, Martin Amos did that, didn't he, in Time's Arrow? Well, he stole it off Flip um, Dick. Well, um, hmm. One of your heroes, isn't he? Stealing off one of my heroes. There you go, guy. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Quad S demonstration. There we go. Anyway, so I came back and it was uh, 
It's kind of been quite grey and rainy. And it was like so, God, Paul, I cannot tell you how luscious and glossy and colourful and exciting and just so... It was seething with life, Jamaica in June. Mm. A bit of bamboo was just... I've got an outside shower and there was a bit of bamboo exactly level with my eyes on my first day, the top of it, the tip of it. And by the time I left, which was... I was there two weeks, was I? Three. Three weeks. It was maybe 25 feet above me. What? 30 feet. It was growing. I worked out about six inches a day. Wow. Six inches a day. And, and, that, and that, although the bamboo is faster than everything else, everything is growing like that. It's, it's such an abundance of, of just life and fruit and mangoes. Fecundity. Yeah, it's really great. And the sea was really beautiful. It was lovely. And then I come back to Britain and it's kind of grey and problematic for me anyway. Yeah, well, it has had, I've had a few problems. It, but yeah. it's you've, okay. had a few, what, you've had a few what? Problems, but I'm living I'm on. I'm pleased to know. hear it. Hey? I'm pleased to hear it. Go on. Give well, me some, know, cheer a, me up with a few. I've had, a, I've had a tooth pulled out last week, which is really traumatic. Oh, I have a really God. bad relationship with dentists. I really just, I want basically, I want to kill them all when I'm in the company of a dentist. If they're not really nice to me, because yeah, basically they're, they're inflicting pain on you and charging you for it. Mm-hmm. Quite, quite a good often, gig. the work goes wrong, you know, and you, you have to pay for it again. I just had the tooth pulled out which I think cost me about 2,000 quid to have done because it had a root canal and a gold crown on it. And they've just ripped it out of my head. And now it's got infected. And I'm just like, why am I doing this? Yeah, Paul has been suffering with extreme toothache. Oh, that's awful. Which has been mildly amusing. But, uh, but even my heart has slightly melted when I've seen what he's been going through. <laughs> I'm trying to stop giggling. What? <laughs> it's that feeling when you want to put your head on the floor and somehow... Put your own boot onto your own head and stand as hard as you can on your own head. And you can't physically do it. Perhaps you'd want to go into the into the workshop, open up the wood vice as much as you can, and close it on your own skull. Surely that will make it worse. Mm-mm. Something about squeezing it a certain amount so that you can... right, you're right because people have a bandage right round their head, don't they, with a with a, with a knot on it. Yeah, you kind of want to. In, in I don't know what it is. is. Anyway, it's all right. The other thing is take loads of codeine and get codeine. Is that the, you've been your drug of? That's what your oh, go-to yeah. drug is it for or the dihydrocodeine? Dihydrocodeine. DF one one eight is is my drug. Of Where choice. do you score it? Well, it's not easy to get off somebody who's got who's had a hip operation. Oh, my sister. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Emma, if you're listening. Yeah, that did make my my week a little bit more bearable last week. But now they've stuck something in the hole, and I've got I've got some. I mean, I'm sure nobody wants to hear about this, but we it's something that unites us all. What did you call it? I said our constant pain, our constant companion. And guys came back with our cruel companion. What? Pain. Pain, yeah. Our cruel and constant companion, we should yeah, say. Yeah. Did I say that? It sounds a bit crap for me. Guy, that's what you said. <laughs> oh, okay. I said constant, you said cruel. All right. Yes. He's, you do come he, out with... he's malevolent. Pain. He wants to hurt you. That's what he does. He wants to do it. That's Peter Payne, hello. Le- the my, leveller. My name's Peter Payne. I'm here to I've, level I've you. I've just come to sit down I'm here to remind you. you that you're not that special. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with this? Anyway, Grendel's one of your nuts. Anyway, two weeks in a pair of pliers. Two weeks into my stay in Jamaica, 
I decided to take another holiday from my holiday or a break from my break. Mm. And I took the, took, spent the weekend in Panama, Panama City. I was going to go to Haiti, mm. but I couldn't get a flight. Then I was going to go to Cuba. And they, they said, you've got to go through Miami. I didn't want to go to America. No. So they said, that, I said, well, where do you go from uh, Montego Bay? And they yeah, said, where do you fly to? Just cities in America. It's all tourism in America. Mexico City and Panama City. Wow. So I said, to Panama it, it, it is. I'm going to Panama. And I and and it was great. I love to fly over the Caribbean. It's such a such a romantic thing to do. I'd love to fly to Mexico City with yeah. you sometime, Guy. Have yeah. you ever been there? No. It's unbelievable. This is the first time I've ever been in anyway, Central go on America. Let's hear about Panama, because I've never been there and I've never thought of going there. No, it's it's built on a swamp. Well it's the swamp it's the swamp between the two Americas and, and it's obviously where the where the uh canal goes through and on this swamp which is like a kind of a bit of the norfolk broads <laughs> hot mosquito ridden is this fucking great big city being built uh, it's a 70 story um tower blocks residential and when you go past them there's one light on and like seven of them because if you if you avail yourself so of, wait how many flats and one light Probably three, four, five hundred flats and one, one light, light in right. each in, in, in one of those blocks. Because if you avail yourself of the of the services of discretion and, and, and anonymity that are offered by the by the Panama uh, legal um, uh, the, the, the the legal system as advertised in the Panama papers. Indeed, because you can own a company there, and they the Panama um, government will not reveal who who that you own that company. They, you know, you don't have to declare who you are publicly, but you do have to buy a bit of property in Panama. So what they do is the way that the guys, the local guys, have all made their money is that they put up blocks of flats, saying right, well, you, and then they, then they got the politicians to say you now you've got to buy one. So there are these, there's this fucking great big empty city, and then this uh, old town with some really brilliantly seedy people in it. And I recommend anyone who has a taste for kind of deposed dictators paedophiles on the run but really quite bad paedophiles uh, you have to murdering get, people running away from the Hague court of human <laughs> rights or justice whatever Serbian it is. warlords Serbian warlords coke barons <laughs> down know. on their luck though presumably. exactly uh, yeah, uh, well no actually there were some you felt you felt things were going okay for but they were just in Panama they for just business. can't get out they were, Panama. In Pan they, were, they were in Panama they can't get out because they're too scared to go somewhere yeah. you felt a lot of them when you said they come from London they would look at me wistfully because they, they know they'd have the say, you know, yeah. yeah you know they, they, they had they had their, their time in Knightsbridge and and but they can't go anywhere near near the EU again now right. and it was so I like the atmosphere I would recommend it it's it's certainly not your normal tourist destination. The, the, just the plane itself, the, there was someone taking coke on the plane, which is pretty shocking. <laughs> you nine, saw this nine in the morning, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was, uh, and it's just like it's like the back you were door. Like, it's that like, like, idea. It's like it's like the broken. It's like the broken door of the warehouse that is Columbia. You know, and it's just like something. It's just like it's just a whole spilling load, out, sp spilling out onto the street. It's a. Uh, uh, it, it was it was good to go because there's no there's no there's no real tourism there. Mm. I really like that. I can't imagine there is. Yeah, unless it's no, uh, cocaine it's a, tourism. It's, it's, yeah, it's a sort of flea bitten, it's sort of mosquito ridden, corrupt uh, swamp. 
And you went into some nightclubs, did you? Yeah, it was great. I said I come from Jamaica, and uh, once we got, we established that, uh, I said I need to meet the top man here and introduce myself. And uh, just just uh, went from club to club. It was nice. They were very friendly, very friendly. They were really pleased to see anyone from Jamaica. And uh, Russians? Yeah, but I didn't speak to any. But they were like, yeah, they were kind of Eastern European types. There were a lot of Europeans there. There were a lot of, and, and you know, you just thought, what the hell are you doing here? At least I've got an excuse. You know, I'm <laughs> wasting my time. <laughs> What are you? What are you what up are to? You here? Yeah. yeah. What are you up to? Yeah. What yeah, are you up yeah. to? Yeah. So, so yeah. So I came back and um, came back to uh, to to Jamaica, which which went, which seemed like a very kind of lawful, quiet, bourgeois spot after. Amazing. Night, night or two in I'd like to go there. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was just thinking about one, that one time we went to Cuba a long time ago, and uh, I was there with a couple of artists, one of them who sadly died now, but. Um, and we, we drove down to the Bay of Pigs in a larder. It was, it's a long bloody way in a larder when you can see the floor through the, you know, mm. going past because the, the floor pan's so rotten. And it was really hot, no air conditioning, noisy. And it was like a, a nine hour journey or something. We really were regretting it back. And there was, got there and there was fuck all there, of course. Just a bloke sitting on a rock with a coconut in his hand. Nothing, nothing to see at all. It was a bit disappointing, but we did. We stayed in it. Well, nothing the, happened there, didn't it? Well, no. There was a, there was an invasion, I, I, and the and the oh, I, oh yeah, if there was. Uh, the not, what, that, got their asses kicked. I'm sorry, I thought that was the threatened invasion, but they did actually go. They short, did actually they? invade. And they they did get the shit kicked out of them because they they knew they were coming for, for somehow, didn't they? But what we did do is we stayed in one of those. Never really ones. goes very well for America. Their their military uh, operations. Well, considering they have such a, a huge defence budget, bit of and a they, sweeping state, and they right. really, really pride themselves on their kind of military prowess, it almost always fucks up. <laughs> since, Either in the long since, term. since the D Day, since D Day, that was the last yeah. one that went okay. It's nearly always a total fiasco. It's well, funny that is it. You would have thought it would put them off it a bit. Well, no, it doesn't, though, does it? Because they're, 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 they're nothing if not optimistic. Mm. But what we did do is we stayed in, Sorry, yeah. we stayed in an all-inclusive hotel. Uh-huh. And it was really horrible. I mean, they, were, they had people in there rolling uh, cigars for you. It was quite high-end. But it was horrible, and we just wanted to get out. We just, and they had these wristbands on. Of course, they did, it's a bit like being in Jamaica. They don't want to let you out. No. But we went into this bar one night, to a local bar, and they were all playing guitars. And we thought, oh, this is great. And there were big girls... I mean, really big black girls in there and really skinny little men and everybody was up to something. And it was obviously all the people who worked in the all-inclusives, but it was like rough ass. And we were like, yes, this is it. Drinking rum. And we realised they were playing Beatles songs and they didn't know the words. So they were playing some like, ding, 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 Eleanor Rigby oh. picks up the rice in the church and they're all like, what? And they were like, so we're like banging out these tunes. Everyone's like screaming because we knew the words. And there was a, a gang of us, English people, all singing the words, belting it out. We knew all the words. And every time we played another one, they just couldn't believe that we knew the words. That's a very nice so story. So delighted. That's a very nice story. And then I was looking around the room and all the people were coming out of the corners to join in. And more and more drinks were getting bought and we were buying drinks. And I could just, it, to me, it was just paradise. This really old guy came out of the corner and was playing his guitar. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, this bottle flew across the fucking bar like this, across the room. 
and smashed into the face of this old guy who was standing next to me with the guitar and totally destroyed his nose. Which was aimed at you, I take it. Blood went everywhere. <laughs> like, spapping, like, like somebody just smashed. Like That's horrible, Paul. That's fine. And everybody, I jumped on the old guy and, and like, so I was like, no, 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 because I thought they were after him. But and then and clearly you our friends all jumped up like that with their hands up like this, you know, like in a ring around him. And then we realised what had happened was one of the girls had seen one of the kids kissing, one of the guys kissing the wrong girl or something, and had just thrown this bottle as hard as she could at his head, and he ducked, and it had gone straight into the face of the old geezer. It was just awful. I mean, it was like, what do you do then? We just basically had to give him money and get someone to take him to the hospital. But his nose was just like... Completely... It wasn't your fault. No, but, well, you know, you feel bad, don't you, because... Maybe speak for yourself. It's like you know, it, it's a bit like that thing. You, you've kind of interfered with the, the normal run of things. It was a memorable. Yeah, night. when I was when I was looking at the Cuban uh, uh, the, uh, Cuban trip, I realised how huge the distances were in Cuba, and I nixed that. But I'm thinking I'm still got the Haiti on my mind. But uh, Mexico City, there is a direct flight to Mexico City, so maybe next time when we'll, we'll go to Mexico. Seems a bit overwhelming to me. I'm, I, I'm quite happy to. Th I love to go back to the same place time and time again, and because uh, you see more if you travel less. Travel narrows the mind. I've often thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's true that if you stay in one place, so, you really get to know it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, certainly, if you skim around the world like my mum used to, just she'd be. She said, "We saw the whole of South America. Well, we were there three weeks." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know, if you could skim around from tourist attraction to tourist attraction, you really. Well, you see a lot. You learn a lot about tourists and tourism. Yes, you learn a and lot about, about the inside that. of um, coaches and trains. Yeah, and the commodification of of, of tourism, the commodification yeah, yeah. of people, of oh, bloody know. cruise ships. Yeah, I would love to do that. What but to go on a cruise no. ship? Yeah, oh, come on, They're fucking horrendous things. Oh, what be amazing! I'm fun. not going on one. We had a good time on the ferry. Do you remember? Well, that's true. That was like a mini cruise. <laughs> Well, we turned it into one. The thing is, they dump all that shit at sea, guy. They're fucking terrible polluters. They're disgusting. You can't get off the fucking. Yeah, they place. go past. They go past me in Jamaica. They're really big. The carnival ones, huge ones. They're the ones that have with, just been with caught. vomit down the down the hull. They're the ones that have just been holes. caught dumping shit. At sea. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise. And they me. use they use crude oil when they're out at sea as well. They use dirty oil. Yeah, really yeah. horrible. Yeah. But I did enjoy it on the... I got really fascinated on the way back from France when we were on the ferry by the entertainment. I thought you could just... You could write a book about entertainers on Because the there was quite a big state, considering that we were on a boat. The, 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 a the, the, the Yeah, the, the, and the, the, the journey only lasted a few hours. There was like a theatre in there. Was it nine? Oh, yeah, this was one we had we the cabin. We had the cabin. Did we pod from the cabin? I think we did. <laughs> did we? No, we didn't. But there was those My amazing. We couldn't acts. stop laughing. I can't it remember. Just we just hysterical. could not stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> we we gone to one of those appalling. We went and got drunk in the restaurant. That was funny. We had nine hours. Nine hours. You see, I think both of us figured, Paul. Correct me if I'm wrong. In nine hours, from a standing start, you can go right the way up to the top of the peak, and you've got enough time to get back get down, down the other yeah, to get into the car and, and, yeah, yeah. And, to, and to drive out. Sober enough to go to, home. Yeah, to drive I out. I thought it was a stroke of genius. But we both knew that we had to hit the pedal quite hard as soon as we got at yeah, the, the beginning. Yeah, yeah, the beginning. Yeah, the beginning. No, the, the, we had to, once we got on board, we had to oh, I see what you mean. put the afterburners on to get up, then decelerate yeah. up at the bottom, yeah. Mm. I remember that, yeah. I'd like to do that again, actually. Yeah. Because that was to San Malo. 
Yeah, and so I'm, well, San Marlo, because I had been reading this book about the Hundred Years' War, and uh, and San Marlo comes into that because the Eng the Brits, when they were when they were ready to go over and, and uh, chevauche, basically rape and pillage uh, the villages and towns of North, we were Northern the England. Than the, than, the, than the Vikings, you were telling me in some ways. I, I don't know anything about the Vikings, but for the, 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 it was a it was a well we it was back. it was a well known operation. Ten miles wide, you put you split your army into a line of uh, into three groups, and you put them three miles apart each, and you kept in a line, and with a few kind of outliers between you, and 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 you just you 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 then w moved forward in a ten mile strip, and in that ten mile strip, you burnt, stole, raped, killed absolutely Destroyed, everything pillaged and pillaged everything and it was a kind of it was, a, it was an honorable occupation it was sort of noble calling like a weekend uh, away yeah it was like you know knights did it it was a sort of it was a sort of knightly thing yeah it was no more not so much a weekend away it was more like um it was it was it, it was a bit more like being an artist i thought it's like <laughs> i'm just off to do some work i'm going into my studio i'm going on there. <laughs> I've got well, I'm going to write a book now, and it would take about the same. You know, got a residency. Yeah, you know, take a few months. Yeah, and then you would just, and then you would go in a huge arc because you didn't want to come back on a bit that you had already done. Occasionally, they had to cross over a bit that they'd already done. They used to complain because everything had already been pillaged and raped <laughs> and destroyed. And, uh, destroyed. and uh, anyway, they were and uh, they were around St. Marlow and. Um, and in that era. I really enjoyed reading that. But in fact, I was reading that book out loud to Paul the other night. Oh, God, this, was the, this was the uh, Battle of Agincourt, which I've got to. Fantastic so I'm about story. 30 or no, 70 years in, 60 years in, quite a long way in them. And the description of the French on the night before Agincourt reminded me of the description of me and Paul the night before Glastonbury Festival or indeed before almost any party we go to which was the night before the battle when the, when the English in the drizzly in the drizzly night were getting as much rest and, and, uh, and uh, sleep as they could the French because they were said, all starving and really knackered yeah they, they were yeah. knackered the French spent the entire night before the battle Gambling and drinking, carousing, carousing, gambling and drinking. They peaked too early, just <laughs> like me. With it's always a wet Tuesday night of glass. They went off too early. I went totally cane it, and I'm still really recovering it on the Thursday or the Friday. Uh, and and even with, with with most parties, you know, once once you know got the you know got the party drugs and everything, I, I so often go off the night before. Well, do you do that? Yeah, you do. Of course, it's going off half cocked, isn't it? It's, it's a classic. It's yeah. enthusiasm, peaking it too is, early. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's youthful exuberance. It's exuberance. It's I don't know about youthful, but it's definitely Because I think the thing is, is that if you do have... Look, I was, I was going to say, I'm not condoning the taking of any drugs, but actually I am, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and if everyone at home... I, I, I recommend. I recommend it. It's miserable. Exactly, I, and without them, it's even harder. It's so so the thing is, but obviously you've got to keep a bit of a level, level on it and not, yeah. not going to get out of hand. Crazy. But still, if you, if you get some, hold of some drugs to go to a party, as basically everyone does around here, it's, they burn a bit of a hole in my pocket, Paul, I'll be honest, do they, with you? That's why I tend to try and leave it as late as possible, or I hide them from myself. But that can backfire very badly. You know what we were going to do? Me and Paul, I said, we've got this problem, we've got them in the house. So I said, let's mail them second class <laughs> to ourselves. Do you remember? Yeah. I even got the envelope out. Yeah, yeah. I got the envelope out, and I started writing Guy Kenway and my address on it. And I was going to put a second class sample. 
put them inside and post them so we couldn't get them for like 48 hours <laughs> and then I, put them back in the post when they arrived I couldn't do it, it Paul I just thought if they didn't come you could just give them to me I wouldn't let you have them go for I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah, because you know that works, that's why. <laughs> I didn't realise till the, you know, a few weeks ago, actually, guy, just, uh, just apropos of Sam Mallow, that the, 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 the British, during the Second World War, during the Dunkirk invasion, hammered the fuck out of Sam Mallow and killed thousands of French people. It was a real black... Um, it was almost considered a war crime, what happened at Sam Mallow. Hold on, this is coming in, is it? Yes. Because the Normandy uh, landings, they were, but they weren't very close to Saint Malo. They were about 30, 40, 30, 50, 40 miles, 50, 50 40 miles, miles north. So it would have been the first place they came to, though. One of them, the first city that they Can't came to, Saint Malo, and a few. That's others. it. That's it. But yeah. they, but they absolutely battered Saint Malo, the the, the the Allies, and killed thousands of French people. And the really? French were very, very upset about. It, yeah. Well, I thought the French meant to be on our side. Well, they it's were. Hard to but know we, with French. We, I mean, basically, we fucked up. You know, there was a quite a strong garrison there, but we just fucking destroyed it. It's so mad that this was going on not very long ago. Yeah. I mean, all right, you know, the Hundred Years' War, all that stuff. That was a bit of time ago. I mean, all, all, you know, you can think about these, these historic things, but it wasn't that long ago, you know? It wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. And I, I was reading it because when I was in Jamaica, I'm constantly talking to my friends about... Uh, uh, Jamaican history, and it nearly always ends up with me talking to them and them looking extremely disinterested about the slave trade because I'm like guilty about it and I don't and I want to talk about it. Yeah. And they are like, it's the last thing I want to talk about. And they're like, really can't can we yeah. get off this stupid subject? But I did think, oh, I wonder what we were like before we went and did that. It, you know, uh, you know, perpetrated that that outrage on all those Africans. I wonder what we Don't were like with Irish. everyone else. Don't forget the Irish. Well, yeah, I, well, you know I have forgotten them, actually, Paul, because I don't think it's the same... Ca oh, right, oh, right, right. Don't anyway, start. Anyway, but I don't think it was the same category No, it was bad, though, Guy. It was fucking bad, all right? Yeah, so okay, just, all right, all right. Paul, it, it was fucking out. bad. But anyway, it turned out that we, what we did to the Africans was absolutely no different to what we tried to do to the French or to the Spanish, the Burgundians. We, we were... And, and, and I love to... Is it wrong that I really like to read about the description of the English archers at Cressy and Agincourt? And now the French all in their huge horses and all dressed up, holding a flute of champagne in one hand and a, and a jousting, you know, rod. What's it called? The, the, the long thing. Uh, a, la a lance. A lance. Yeah. <laughs> and a sort of, you know, and a plate of snails on the pommel of that. On the pommel of that, of their, of their horse. <laughs> Discussing <laughs> the night's gaming. Exactly. You know. With, uh, the, with the Duc de Barry Barry or whatever yeah, it was. Exactly cantered or walked their horse, trotted their horse into this little, Hail. more than a bit hungover. Yeah. And then, what is it, like 5,000 arrows? They come way more impressive.